The Butt First Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch. And if it's your first time listening, I'm so glad that you are joining me. So I know this is the first week of August and there is just a lot of tension, a lot of stress going on in regards to the fall, which at this point is only a few weeks away. And I just want to share in this space that we're all making tough decisions and it is a very challenging time. So I appreciate everyone who I've been in honest conversation with and everyone that's just trying to find the best solution out there. So I'm hoping that today's episode, even though we do kind of go into what it's like to create a business during this COVID-19 time, uh, hopefully this will be a little bit of an escape and just sort of gentle reminder to take care of yourself. So whether that's some kind of movement, and I love how our guest describes the most important kind of movements in our bodies today, Uh, whether it's sitting in meditation or prayer, whatever it might look for you. I'm just hoping that you find this time to dedicate to yourself because if we have all that extra tension on our shoulders, we tend to lash out, we tend to make poor decisions, and we just have to be a little bit more sympathetic with each other right now because we all care about each other and our communities and wherever you live in this nation. So putting all of that aside, I have a very special guest joining me to discuss group fitness. Our community member of the week on But First Stretch is David Missimer, owner of ARC Fitness Labs, located in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania. David is no stranger to the area. He was born in Roxborough and has been teaching fitness classes locally in the area for the last 15 years. His classes are always packed. I used to take his 5.10 a.m. strength class. That's right, 5.10 a.m. when I was pregnant with my daughter. I love the low impact and the ability to control the weights that I was using safely. Interestingly enough, David does mention this in our discussion without even knowing that this was kind of part of my intro. Prior to opening his own business in the midst of a pandemic, David managed a corporate corporate fitness center and was also a group fitness instructor for Conshohocken Health and Fitness and Tone Zone Fitness Studio. I actually met him at Conshohocken Health and Fitness when I started teaching yoga, and this goes back now like, ooh, uh, like eight years. So super exciting, we have that connection too. He's also a licensed massage therapist, certified personal trainer, and former yoga instructor. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of this podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi, David. Welcome. Hi, Jen. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for being on this episode. I'm so excited. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm very excited as well. 
So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? And how did you get into fitness? So that could be a long story, but I'm going to keep it uh, kind of brief for you and your audience. Uh, so I actually started working out uh, myself when I was 15 years old, which is a real, real long time ago. Um, I got into it just for the personal benefits. Um, I was always uh, I was always little, and I always you know wanted to uh, be bigger, faster, and stronger. And uh, back then, um, back in the 80s, uh, there really wasn't a lot offered for <clears throat> people that age. Um, there were sports, but there wasn't a lot to do with uh, training and working out and lifting um, for people my age. So. Did like everybody else did, and I did my own research. I bought some magazines, and I followed the workout routines. And I noticed that um, I was able to um, hit the ball a little bit further on the baseball field. Um, I was actually able to put on a little bit of muscle, um, which helped me with wrestling. And also, what it did was it made me able to throw a heavier bowling ball down the alley. So all of a sudden, the 12-pound bowling ball didn't feel as heavy. So then I went up to the 13, and then the 14. So I got into fitness um, for personal reasons, but I realized I loved it, um, and I saw the benefits of it, of it uh, up front and uh, up close and personal, and I continued uh, along those lines my entire life. That's awesome. And you have been in the fitness industry in the area for over 15 years, right? Yes. Um, so what had happened was uh, I was... I had left a career, I was in the Marine Corps, I had served almost 11 years in the Marine Corps, and I had left um, that occupation um, in order to uh, be able to raise my children, and um, my wife at the time was able to resume her career. So I was looking for something that interested to me and I was passionate about, and fitness, it was my opportunity to really kind of dive head first got my personal training certification, got my group exercise certification, and then it all just started to fall into place from there. You know, cycling uh, from there, got into different types of group fitness training, strength training. Uh, then uh, yoga came next because I'm looking for that, you know, that one other thing that I could do that would make my workouts more well-rounded. And as you know, I'm sure, uh, yoga is probably one of the best possible formats of activity that you can do. So that was my follow-on. Now that's awesome. What has been the most rewarding part of your job in the fitness industry? Uh, for me, the most rewarding job is that I get to directly affect um, the lives of others in a positive way. Um, I've realized that um, everything that I've done and I'm currently doing in my life leads to the betterment of those people with whom I interact. Um, and that doesn't matter what it is. Um, being a licensed massage therapist, people will come to me uh, if they have aches, pain, stress, and more often than not, they leave me feeling better about themselves after a treatment. But it's the same thing with fitness. People come to a group exercise class. They might feel tired. They might need some extra motivation. But I guarantee you, after leaving one of uh, my group fitness classes, they feel energized. They feel not only better physically, but they feel better mentally and emotionally. And I always, I, I always believe that one of the reasons that I do what I do, it's to kind of, you know, make people's lives better. 
uh, whether it's through a class or a personal training session or a massage. Uh, one way or another, I always try to make people leave me feeling better about themselves than when they came. Now, what's the most challenging part of your job? So, for me, the most challenging part of my job is making sure that I'm prepared to deliver a service or a product to my members or my clients um, every single day. Um, people have good days, people have bad days, and the same thing goes for instructors and trainers. Um, people want to come and they need you to be on point. Um, they need you to be ready. They need you to be energized and motivated. And sometimes that can be a little hard because you know we do have personal lives and we do have other interests outside of fitness. And but you know when you step in front of that class or when you meet that client for that personal training session, they're looking for you. They're looking to you for motivation and energy and experience and guidance. So you have to be on point all the time uh, when you are performing a group exercise class or conducting a personal training session. That's what's hardest for, for me. I think that's so, and again, I'm saying funny here, but I think that's so funny because your energy is abundant in every class that I've taken of yours. Sure. So it's it's good to hear that we're all human, right? <laughs> yes, thank you. And uh, I, I always think, like, you know, we had talked. You, you had gotten up at, what, zero dark 30 in order to come to a class? <laughs> If you're getting up along with 20 other people to come to this class, you know, you better well be getting a, a great class, and I need to make sure that I'm on point. So yeah, so you're, so you, you are my motivation to be, to be ready, <laughs> to be energized, and to go. So it's a very symbiotic relationship. <laughs> um, so we're gonna dive into the workout portion. You have just started your own business, Arc Fitness, and my question for you is, how does Arc Fitness? model like different than other health fitness class-based centers? Um, great question. So uh, the Conchahokan community is such an amazing place. Um, everyone, and I mean everyone in some way, shape, or form makes health, wellness, beauty, some, some way, somehow part of the routine. Um, so any business that is involved in those areas, they already have a great start because there's already a demand for your service. What I did was I kind of looked at the current fitness environment here at Conchahokan, and there are several really well-run private businesses that really address the needs of the community, but they're very focused. Um, they provide a single service. Um, whether that is um, a powerlifting, or whether that is a super intense workout, or whether if that is a, um, a yoga or Pilates class. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to come in and offer something where I can basically provide services as a general catch-all to the community, but also find a niche that I believe that was um, being underutilized and necessary. Um, and I think we talked about this before, um, youth fitness, um, kids fitness, and family fitness. Um, there isn't a lot of that here in our community. Um, there's a lot of stuff for adults, um, and the kids get plenty of activities at their camps or their clubs, but as far as being like a fitness-driven uh, environment, I, I felt that that was something that was, that was missing, and I felt that I would be somebody who could provide that service. 
I love that. I think that whole idea of family fitness and even the kids seeing parents working out, you know, it's so important. It's very important because, you know, they model, we model behavior for them. And if they see us leading an active and healthy lifestyle, it's automatically going to be imprinted upon them that it's something to make part of their lives. Um, and without getting too off topic, um, you know, we're in the middle of a very tough situation right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. But if you look at the numbers and you look at the numbers within Conshohocken and West Conshohocken, you'll notice that our numbers are unbelievably low compared to, believe it or not, the rest of Montgomery County. And I firmly believe that the reason that is, is twofold. First of all, I feel like we have a little bit of a younger population, but our entire population has a really, really strong focus on health, wellness, and fitness. And I think that's what's really keeping us healthy and safe during this pandemic. I love that. And I also, this is like super important because I know that your company is kind of emerging during this COVID-19 situation. Can you explain to listeners like what it's like to take a class through ARC? Maybe even like the process, like how can they sign up for your class? What do they expect upon showing up? Because I think things might be a little different now in August as opposed to later on. Like how, would, how does it look right now for you? So your questions are great. And everything that you're asking me is stuff that I lay awake in bed at night and I think about. So the environment right now is, is pretty, is, is a little bit touchy. So of my clientele base, people who come to take my classes, um, I would say half of them right now are prepared to take their workouts indoors. I would say approximately half of them are not ready to go indoors at all. So what I had to do was I had to come up with a way that I can meet both needs at the same time. So what we're doing at Arc Fitness Labs right now is we are offering outdoor classes. However, starting within the next week or two, we will also be offering indoor classes. Now, both classes will be on our schedule. The way that you can attend those classes is one of two ways. Uh, you can visit our website, arcfitnesslabs.com. It has all of the information about our business on there. It also has links to our social media where we post our outdoor classes, but it also has a link to our MindBody website. So you can go onto our MindBody site, you can purchase a class package or an individual class, and you can sign up for our indoor classes that way. As far as our outdoor classes, all you have to do is you can email info at arcfitnesslabs.com once we post our classes on social media, because right now it's hard to offer classes they're weather dependent outdoors. So we have to put them, we take a look at the weather forecast, we see which days are best, we put out the graphic on social media, they can either contact us directly through that social media network, whether it's an Instagram direct message or a Facebook direct message, or they can email us and reserve their spot. Uh, we accept payments that way through Venmo and or cash. Uh, however, the indoor classes, we will be doing them through my body and they can sign up through there to reserve their space. That's awesome. Um, speaking of someone who teaches outdoor fitness classes, I teach two classes on Friday. I don't know if you followed the weather the last few Fridays in this area. 
So we're either we're either super lucky or it just won't work for us. But yeah, but I think it hasn't been very very fortunate on Fridays if, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, but you know what? On that note, I will put in your website and your email address so that people can, in the show notes, they can follow along and make sure that they're keeping up with you. Um, that would be great. Um, it's funny. Um, the, the name of the name of the business um, that we came up with is Arc Fitness Labs, and like everybody, you know, will say to me, David, why did you put labs in there? Is is, is it like, are you a scientist? Like, what are you doing? Some type of like high tech training? <laughs> And the truth of the matter is, is you know, pre-COVID, we were thinking of taking the business in one direction, but it really changed the landscape. So now, when I think of our business name, labs, like I always think of it as, you know, we're we're a laboratory and we're trying to come up with creative fitness solutions for people during this time. And if that means bringing indoor workouts outside, we have to find a safe, efficient, and effective way to do that. Um, and it is. It's, it's an experiment. Like everything we're doing outside is an experiment. Uh, I want to go ahead and say, you know, outdoor boot camps have been happening for ages. But I think safe, efficient, effective COVID-19 workouts, I want to say that Arc Fitness Labs was one of the first in the Conshohocken community to do that. Because people were either going to just go indoors or, you know, it was, you know, let's, um, let's go and do our virtual workouts. Like, I'm really proud of the fact that we offered something that was very safe, uh, was a great workout. We usually do you know two or three formats per class, and uh, I always say it, it's an event. Uh, it's it's not just a class; it's an event. Um, people will hang out afterwards. We'll chit chat. We'll talk. Um, you know, we try to maintain our social distances, but it, it, it's it's a, it's it's very tough. Um, you know, fitness community is very tight knit, so you know we really have to enforce. Um, uh, you know, we set up every parking spot or every other parking spot, uh, but we still like to, uh, we're social creatures, so we still like to interact. I think that that's the best part about offering outdoor fitness classes during this time is that everyone is so happy because they get to be in community. I see it in people's faces. They're just so happy to, like, not be inside doing a workout by themselves. It's like a whole new person that they get to be. And you nailed that, and it's 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 so true. Um, and I always have this I have this little happy dance I do, like whenever <laughs> I see somebody that I haven't seen in a long time. So they'll message me and they'll be like, David, I heard you're having classes. You know, can I come? And I'm like, please do. And then I'll see them. They'll park and they'll come walking across the parking lot, and I do my own. You know, I do the hands up in the air because I'm genuinely excited to see people because it's it 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 takes a little courage uh, in this environment to come outside and to do something. And that's why we want to make sure that when we're offering something, it's worth it, it's safe, and honestly, we want you to feel like you had a great workout. So we're trying our best. No, thank you so much. Um, That being said, what's the biggest misconception people have prior to working out with you? So the (laughs) the biggest misconception that people have is that they're not going to make it through the workout. It's going to be something that's so tough and so difficult. So I feel as if a good uh, personal trainer or a good instructor can get maximum results from a good effort. Notice I didn't say minimal effort, all right? You can get maximum results from a good effort. So if people show up, we're going to be able to not only give them a workout that's going to make sure that they achieve results, 
but we're able to monitor, uh, to kind of like differentiate the instruction, okay, and modify exercises for them. So you may be somebody who hasn't exercised in a very long time, and you might be a little bit apprehensive about coming and doing a class or doing a workout. You don't have to worry about that. We basically lay out the format. More often than not, you can select what accessories you want to use. You can choose your weights. You don't have to choose 10 pound weights. You can choose five pound weights. You can pound three pound weights. You're feeling good? Go 15s. You know, don't want to do the full range of motion because it's too tough? That's okay. You want to take a water break? You do your thing. I'm not an instructor who likes to yell. Um, I'm an instructor who likes to motivate, uh, encourage, and use positive reinforcement. So, I mean, who wants to get yelled at, right? I mean, we get yelled at all day long, whether it's at work, by our kids, by our whatever, somebody's yelling. I really don't like to yell at people, but I do want them to come, and I want them to feel confident that they're going to get a great workout every time they come to one of our classes or sessions. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite workout? I do. I do. So my favorite workout, I, I, I refer to it as circuits within circuits, okay? So what I'll do is I will go ahead and I'll devise a workout for myself, and it'll have nine exercises. So what I do is I break those nine exercises into three groups of three, okay? So there's my first circuit. I've got three groups of three exercises. Pretty simple. Now, those three exercises that I have will be exercises that are usually complementary to each other or allow me to proceed through that circuit without having to stop. So for example, the first three exercises might be some form of a press or some type of a push-up. Then the next exercise might be something of a pull or a row. And then the third exercise might be something that I focus on core. So therefore, I can go through that circuit, bang, 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 and I can do it two or three times. And then once I've done, I've been very efficient. I've minimalized my time that I spent there, but I've maximized my results. And guess what? I've done that, and I move on to the next mini circuit. It keeps my workouts fresh. Um, I don't get fatigued because I'm doing different muscle groups and different areas, but I'm also in and out of the, of the studio within 45 minutes. If, if my personal workout goes over 45 minutes, I think that I'm not being as efficient uh, with it as I possibly can. However, when you're teaching a class, most classes are 30 minutes to an hour. And even nowadays, an hour seems long, but some people really want to get that full workout in if they can. Um, there's going to be breaks in between when you transition. But my personal favorite is, I call it circuits within circuits. <laughs> I love that. Um, what suggestions do you have for beginners, someone who wants to get started in fitness? So the hardest part about any workout or any training session is literally getting there. Like, it isn't the session itself. Once you're there, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I guess you could leave if you really wanted to, but <laughs> you're already there. The hardest part is making that commitment. It's, it's getting out of bed or getting done work, grabbing your gear, getting yourself mentally prepared, and just doing it. Once you can do that for anywhere from 10 days to three weeks, it becomes a habit, and your body really adjusts to it and it almost, I want to say, becomes a need. And what better need to have than to taking care of yourself physically? Um, so that's what I say. The hardest part about anything is actually getting started and actually getting to the studio or getting to the class or getting to the workout. And then once you're there, 
you let us handle the rest. Yeah. I always use that analogy with running, too. The hardest part is, like, tying your shoes. Because, like, while you're doing it, you're like, why am I doing this? And then when you're running, you're like, this is the best. <laughs> I'm already doing it, right? Already, already, the, the wheels are already in motion. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, how many personal clients do you train? So my personal training list, I've actually pared it down right now. Because I'm starting a new business, I'm teaching classes, and I still, I still have a few massage clients uh, that I'm working with. Um, you know, it, that, not stopping. That's the thing, being consistent. So I'm trying to maintain consistency. However, I have four personal training clients right now. And that's the maximum that I can handle uh, because I'm getting up in the morning. Uh, we do sunrise strength classes at 6.30, which means I have to be there at 5.30. Um, I, I'm not into the business of rolling up five minutes before my class. Uh, I'm in the business of getting there usually anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to prepare because outdoor setup takes a lot. Um, that way, I give myself that extra time because when members come, they don't want to see me frantically running around getting things set up. They're coming to our class. They want to be greeted. They want to be treated like the special person that they are. They want to be engaged. And most of the people that come to our workouts, I mean, they're wonderful people. They're so much fun. I love hearing about their lives, what's going on, the fun stuff, you know, good news. Um, so I always try and make that little bit of time leading up to the starter class, time that I engage uh, the members and clients because I think that is uh, that's why people come. They want to be they want to be part of a community and they want to they want to be part of a group. So I love that, and you do such a good job with that. I remember when I took your classes, it was so cool to feel important in the class. It, it, it is, and so I so uh, one of the uh, places where I used to work. Um, I gave a talk on um, how I run group exercise classes, and I said, the classes that I teach are not my classes. I'm like, they're the members' classes. That's who the class should be about. If you make the class about the members, the members will be motivated to attend, they'll treat the equipment like it's their own, and they'll form their own community. It is, it's a really special thing to have a class where people actually look forward to going. But as the instructor, I try not to make it about me. I try to always make it about the members because they're ultimately the ones, without them, we wouldn't have a class. We wouldn't have a studio. So if you're not making classes about the members and you're making it about yourself, then I think that's not a very good recipe for success. Yeah. Um, is there a workout we all should be doing? Putting circuits in circuits aside. <laughs> circuits in circuits. So there are three components um, of fitness uh, that I believe are very important. Um, the first is cardiovascular fitness. You should be doing at least, at least 30 minutes of cardiovascular work two to three times a week. Notice I didn't say every day. The reason why is the other thing that we should be doing is some type of a strength and or muscular endurance workout that incorporates resistance. So no changes happen, okay? Even good changes. No changes happen without stress being applied. So it's one thing to move when you're doing cardiovascular activity, but you should have some strength or muscular endurance that incorporates resistance. Light weights, 
heavyweights, something that's putting added stress on the muscle fibers because that's how we maintain and grow muscle tissue, which is, honestly, it's the ultimate goal, especially as we get older in life. You want to maintain as much lean muscle tissue as possible. And the third one, which is very important, but I say maybe 10% of the fitness population does it, is you have to have a stretching routine. And what better way to do that than yoga? I mean, that is like such a catch-all, but not only do you get the benefits of the physical uh, stretching of the muscles, but you also get the psychological, mental, emotional benefits as well. Like it's very good for stress relief. So if you can do those three, if you can do a cardiovascular uh, routine, if you can do a strength or muscular endurance routine, and then have a stretching and or yoga routine in there, I think that that's the perfect combination that people should be doing. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I feel like that's what my body gravitates towards naturally. Well, you're, you're very well-rounded. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're a strong person. You're a fast person. You know, you take great care of yourself. And I think just through, you know, experience, our body's going to tell us what it wants and what it needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, me of all people, I know if I'm doing too much strength training, my flexibility decreases. Mm-hmm. And that's when I know that I got to up my level of stretching. I have to get a little bit more... Uh, practice in, you know, I, you know, I, I break out the yoga straps. Uh, I get the blocks out. You know, I, I do, I do a yoga class. I, I just, I just feel like that's that's neglected because everybody goes for that pump and that energy, but you need to maintain the healthiness of the muscle tissue. And one of the best ways to do that, I think, is 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 make, is lengthening, strengthening, and ma- maintaining the flexibility and resilience of the muscle by stretching. Thank you. So you have recently found a niche in working with kids and kids' fitness. Can you explain how you got into it and how parents can sign up? Sure. Um, it's one of the joys that I have of my job. Um, I have two children of my own. My daughter is uh, 16. She's a senior in high school, and my son just graduated. Uh, he's 18 years old, and he's headed off to college. They both are super active kids. Um, and I loved when they grew up. I loved doing stuff with them, and it's what helped keep me young by doing, doing activities that I used to do when I was younger. And I noticed that there there wasn't much of that for, for the age ranges of like nine to fifteen. Like when kids get to high school, you know, they're 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 headlong into sports. You know, they're doing one, two, three sports a year. Sometimes two a day workouts. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to offer some type of class that could a help these young athletes prepare for their upcoming high school athletic careers, or B, just have the average kid who doesn't get enough physical activity out of the house and give them something that's fun to do, yet effective, and going to make sure that they are strong, healthy, and I always say, lean, mean, fast. So uh, I, I feel like I've, I feel like I, have come upon something which it's a need that hasn't been met. Um, I would say screen time is one of the uh, things that I think affect uh, children in so many ways, good, good and bad. It, basically, it's how we're learning. I mean, we're moving to basically an all virtual uh, classroom, uh, I would say, probably in the very near future. <laughs> so they're already getting screen time. Through recreation, now they're getting screen time through their education. Are they getting any activity? Um, that's where I come in. 
So what I do, what I've done is I've offered classes uh, for age ranges of nine to twelve and twelve to fifteen, and the classes are forty-five to fifty-five minutes. And what I do is I have a theme for that class. It might be speed, it might be agility, it might be mental focus, it might be strength, or it could be a combination of those. And then usually at the end of the week, I throw in my favorite class, which is called the Obstacle Course Challenge, <laughs> where I set up all these wonderful challenging obstacles for the kids to do. Um, we do them one at a time, and then at the very end, we combine it all together and we run the obstacle course uh, as a team. And I can't tell you, like, it's almost as much fun for me as it is for the kids. Uh, but getting them to do things that they feel they're not confident about and watching them actually execute is amazing. Uh, it's the best feeling. You know, uh, we do a lot of uh, jumping in our class. You know, sometimes I'll set the bar and I'll set it as high as I think that they can go. And they'll look at it and they'll say, I can't get over that. And I say, well, let's try. And I demonstrate the proper technique. Um, I have myself do it. And then I'll have one of the older students in the class model it for them so that they know it's possible and can be done. And then more often than not, they can do it themselves. But it's just getting them there, giving them the confidence to do it. But here's the neat thing. It's all fitness related. So it's healthy for them. Um, right now, I offer them only outdoors. Uh, they're offered in the mornings, 8.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Uh, you can email me, info at artfitnesslabs.com, and what I normally do is I will send out the schedule for the week of the, uh, I call them the young athlete classes, along with the formats, and do I talk about price on here or do I not talk about price? Go, go for it. Yeah, why not? So... I always feel like pricing is the hardest thing because uh, I'm I'm always cognizant of the fact that not everybody has unlimited um, disposable income. Uh, I am aware though that I think the average rate for a babysitter is anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> so if that's the case, if I can offer forty-five to fifty-five minutes of a really good fitness class for children, you know. I charge $15 a class normally. When we go into the sports-specific training, I have to charge a little bit more. I charge $20 a class for that. So basically, I always laugh because I always say, well, for the younger kids, you know, you're paying the same amount, but you're getting this great class. The kids are getting outside, they're getting active, they're safe, they're supervised, and dare I say, they might even be having fun. So. <laughs> I love that, and I think when we look at, in terms of money, always, it's like the planning that goes into it is so important, and I'm so curious to see, because you made the comment that school most likely will turn virtual at some point, and I still think it's so important for kids to maintain their activity in some way, because they need that, like, we need that, it's so important I mean, for my kids, I like them to nap and go to bed on time because they're so they're so young. But older kids need it too. This is it's their health that we're also concerned about. Yeah. And you you you, you know, chances are um, the, the way that uh, school is being handled uh, this upcoming year will be very different than what you're used to. And you know. 
David, there has to be some outlet uh, for physical activity, uh, especially if you know, if you know, after school activities and sports may not be an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I think they are an option, but we'll see how that goes. But if they're not an option, you know, what what are the kids going to do? What are those athletes going to do? You know, so I basically am able to give them an uh, an alternative for where they can come and they can keep themselves in shape or get themselves in shape or just go out and have fun and get out of the house. Yeah, yeah and all kids need that. You're 100% right. <laughs> um, so I am going to do my three wrap-up questions. I'm so excited to hear your answers. <laughs> what stretches are you doing in your own life right now? All right, so I have two favorite stretches. Um, one is... Uh, I know you're familiar with it. You're very familiar with it. I love pigeon pose, okay? Because I always have tight hip rotators. I've got my tight IT band. So if I can just get myself into that pigeon pose, I can just settle in, relax, and I know that I'm getting a good stretch. I focus on my breathing. Um, I also like reclining pigeon pose as well because sometimes I feel like just putting myself in that little variation of the position and letting my shoulders settle back onto the mat, um, that's great. So pigeon pose is my one favorite, and my second favorite, I'm not sure if uh, you refer to it as this or not, but um, I, I call it rabbit pose. Um, so it's where I go down onto the mat, and my shins are on the ground, and then basically I try to sit down on my heels as I round my spine and try to take my forehead to my knees. That gives my back, especially my lumbar area, such a great stretch, like all the way through the thoracic area, and it's how far I wanna go. I never force that stretch. I just kinda keep settling into it, kinda letting myself roll forward a little bit more, a little bit more, Um, because one of the things I've learned is, um, now that I'm no longer 21 years old, uh, (laughs) I don't like to force my stretches. Um, I I would much rather settle into them and let gravity take over. So they're my two favorite stretches. Pigeon pose and rabbit pose. I love that. What is something you are enjoying doing in your life for you? That's a great question. (laughs) Uh, So I really really love what I do. And people, we have this this discussion. Uh, We're down at the beach for vacation this week. And one of my nieces asked all of the adults, what's your dream job? And I, I smiled. Um, because I said I'm doing it I said I do it every day I'm like I get to go and I get to help people become more fit I'm like I get to help them feel better themselves be positive I'm like I get to work with the next generation of kids you know like being a teacher is amazing Um, I know I'm not a teacher per se but I feel like I'm I try to be uh, an instructor and a role model to the kids so I'm I'm doing what I love every day Um, as far as super recreational stuff uh we have a puppy uh, his name's cosmo uh he's a rescue uh, one of my favorite things to do is to take him out um with my girlfriend and if her children are with us our three kids and we walk down through one of the parks and we get ice cream and uh, we walk back so that's what i look forward to um and i and it really i mean it's really great and once again it's outdoor activity right so mm-hmm. it's, so that's that's good as well Oh, and what is something you can't stop talking about? Oh, I have this idea in my head. 
so, you know, like, I had this idea in my head, and I'm really close to executing it. I just can't say too much about it right now, but uh, the idea in the head, in my head, combines um, fitness for kids and adults. Um, and I, I honestly, I think that's what's missing. Um, if you look at fitness right now, um, adults, if they have younger children, they'll either leave the children at home or they'll drop them off somewhere and they'll go do their workouts. You know, some gyms have a kids club or a, a kid zone where they take their children and leave them there. And then the, the, the reverse is, if kids want activities, it's usually the parents load them up um, in the car and take them to their sporting event or wherever they're taking them, to their camp or to their club. So I have this idea, and I can't stop thinking about it, where I'm going to combine both of those together so that parents or partners, spouses, whomever, and kids can go and they can combine and do a workout together. And that's something I, think, I don't think you see anywhere. Um, and that's the thing I can't stop thinking about. I love that. When you figure it out, I want to know all the details because that is the coolest idea ever. Thanks. And, and you know, there's, it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, planning to put into it. It's a lot to think about. But, I mean, how cool would that be? Like, you get to take care of one of your needs in your life, which is your physical fitness, which is your health, physical and mental, right, mm -hmm. <laughs> and emotional. But you can also do it with your partner, spouse, and or your family. Um, I, don't, I don't see that anywhere out there right now. Um, you know, besides stuff that people do themselves, whether they go on hikes or they go on trips or they do this and that. But uh, that's, that's what I'm excited about, and I, I really can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on this episode. This was such a fun conversation. Jen, thank you for having me, and, uh, you know, I'm always nervous, and even though you tell me not to be, like, I'm sitting here and I'm swiveling my chair and everything <laughs> like that, um, and it's kind of funny saying that because, you know, I, I, I'm, my job is getting in front of 20 to 30 people sometimes and, you know, conducting a class, but doing this uh, type of a, a podcast for me, I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous, so thanks for making me less, less nervous. <laughs> thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with David. He is such an awesome guy and one of the most inspirational fitness instructors I've ever been around. His enthusiasm and dedication is among some of the best. So definitely give his fitness class a try. And I love how you have the outside option. For me personally right now, I'm all about outside. But again, there's nothing wrong if you feel safe head on inside and sign on up. So I like how he gives you different options depending on your level of safety and how you feel. So be sure to follow him on social media. Um, you can follow him at David Mizimer or Arc Fitness Lab. And I think to wrap up this podcast, I would like to do a short meditation just to kind of relieve any kind of anxiety or stress that you might be feeling right now. Hopefully our podcast alone was lighthearted and exciting and gave you something to think about for the future, but we're going to start to just come into a comfortable seated position. So it could be on the floor, it could be on a chair, 
And just make sure some part of your body is connecting to the earth here. And just start to like move your legs, move the arms a little bit, maybe crossing the arms in front, alternating sides, rolling the shoulders back, okay, rolling the shoulders forward. And then bringing the shoulders up by the ears, relax them down and away. So letting your spine grow up nice and tall. Just gently bringing the navel into the spine here. And if your feet are on the floor, just relax the legs. If you're sitting cross-legged or any other position, let the legs become soft. And from here, start to close your eyes or just lower the gaze down to the floor. And just notice your own heartbeat here. Notice your own breath. Is it shallow? Is it controlled? There's no judgment here. And we're gonna take a giant breath in and just notice the chest start to fill up with air, the lungs start to expand. And on the exhale, just open the mouth and let it be nice and audible. <sighs> breath out. Good, we're gonna do that two more times. Take a big breath in. Notice the chest start to fill, start to rise until you can't take a, any more breath in. And on the exhale, release everything. <sighs> and do that one more time. Big breath in. <sighs> and start to let your breath come back to normal here. Noticing the steady rise and fall of the chest on each inhale and each exhale. Notice the hands start to relax. Start to relax the jaw. And just take your breath in and breath out. And just say to yourself, I'm letting go of that which I do not have control. I'm letting go of that which I do not have control. letting go of that which I do not have control.
Just notice how your breath starts to slow down. Notice how the thoughts start to slow down. You're welcome to stay here in meditation. You're welcome to gently flutter the eyes back open. And just find that breath in. And exhale out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of But First Stretch. You can follow me on social media at FitFamConchi on Instagram and Facebook. You can also follow me at Jennifer McCracken on Facebook and JenniferMC3 on Instagram. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'm looking forward to next week's conversation.